0: up, we'll learn about the two new mazes, the new food, and new merch coming to Not Scary Farm. From the Haunted Trash Network, I'm Philip, and this is day 11 of our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house every day here on the show. Today is Sunday, September 11th, and there are only 50 days until Halloween. In this year's Hauntathon, we have daily videos and even exclusive fan events. Links to everything are in the show notes. Today, we're previewing the offerings for this year's Not Scary Farm. Specifically, we're going to hear about Bloodline 1842 and Grimoire, which are the two new mazes. We'll also hear about some of the food, merchandise, art gallery, and a new daytime tour experience. These interviews were conducted live at Knotts by Elsie from Sharp Productions, one of our content partners for this year's Hauntathon. By the way, there's also video versions of some of these that showcase some of the specific food and merchandise. Okay, here we go. My name is Chris Doe, and I'm a producer here at Knott's Berry Farm.
1: My name is John Asprin, and I am the show director and creative designer here at Scary Farm.
2: And can you tell us about Bloodline 1842?
1: Bloodline 1842 is, I would say, an experience. I mean, it's very hard to classify it as a maze because there's so many different things that the guests are going to experience. It's a full immersive experience that the guests have an opportunity to fight back. You know, one of the things that we really that we really enjoy is just the response that the guests get when they exit out of some of our mazes. And one of the things that resonates with us the most during the season is the fact that there's always that talk that guests have afterwards, "Hey, I love this maze, I love that maze. One of the things that we've noticed was the fact that people had bragging rights on their way home after they left Special Ops infected. We want those bragging rights back, and we know that we have all those gamers out there and our fans that love the experience. And I'm sure this time around with Bloodline 1842, they're going to be experiencing something new that we won't say too much (laughs) of here uh, this season at Scary Farm. How is Bloodline
2: 1842 different from Special Ops?
1: Sure. With Bloodline 1842, the biggest difference is the scale and the scope of the story in the world that we're building. You know, in in Special Ops Infected, we were brought to modern day Calico and we went through the city. You know, we brought our own city and we've done it in an incredible spot here backstage at the uh, warehouse where we had our famous Paranormal Inc. And we've expanded the size of it, the scope of it. Plus the theme of it, we have a customizable experience in which rather than going through with one type of weapon across the board with everyone in your group, guests will have the opportunity to choose their style of weapon based on the clans that resonates with them the most. And so that added bounce back feature of all this incredible magic that we've done with Infected where they come back and or they go through a maze and then they say they they defeat or they destroy a certain type of monster, weapons upgrade. And so... It's pretty cool. There's new different types of scares that I wish we could talk about. <laughs> scares that we've never done here at Scary Farm that guests are also going to.
2: And are we using the same weapons as special ops?
1: We are. We're using uh, three different variations of the weapons that we used for that. Plus, we have a little special tree yeah. that we can't say too much of. But yeah, it's the same It's the same style of weaponry, but three different types of
3: classes. So. And what I really like about it, you can start to see the inspiration of the steampunk that comes in with it, right?
2: In an era of increased gun violence, what are you guys doing to minimize the relationship to shooting guns?
1: You know, that that's a great question, I think. You know, when we when we when the guests get a chance to go through Bloodline 1842, they're going to be transported into a fantasy world. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunities in what we do with our scares too, that really brings a, just an incredible fa- a fantasy element to it. You know, did you want to add
4: to that?
3: Yeah, so what I'm super excited about, you know, you talk about, you know, the gamers and things like that. You know, we're able to take, you know, this fun story and, you know, bring it to this fancy world. And it's, you know, we look a lot of our different gamers and, you know, what, you know, the gamers are doing and how much fun they're having with those experiences and be able to do that.
2: Yeah. Excellent. It must be challenging to recreate such a large maze. Uh, Why is that such an important thing in this event?
3: (laughs) It wasn't until the first time I walked into one of our rooms that we had towards the beginning and I looked up and went, oh my goodness, the scale of this is something else, right? It's the biggest maze that we've created to date and it's just going to be super exciting. And so the scale is just something else. My name is Eric Nix and I'm the director of creative production here at Not Scary Farm. The grimoire is one of our new mazes here at Not Scary Farm, one of our two new mazes. Grimoire is set in the 1980s, and it's all about these three teenagers who are going on their last sort of summer camping trip, and along their journey within the, the forest, they find this old book, essentially, and they pick up that book and they start reading from it, and literally all hell breaks loose once they open that book and start reading from it, and you get to go along this adventure and experience and see what the grimoire has done to these different eras in time and space.
2: The book was also from Another Maze, too. Is that where it's been seen?
3: So some folks may have have seen the grimoire in other experiences, like Invitation to Terror last year, our, our show that was inside the Mystery Lodge Theater, as well as actually Inside Origins. It, it has made an appearance as well. So the grimoire has been with us for a little bit, and it it has been wreaking havoc for a number of years at Not Scary Farm. Sure, so we have a new experience here at Not Scary Farm this year. It's called the Beyond the Fog Tour. It's a three-hour walking tour of three of our major here at non Scary Farm. You're going to get to see them with the lights on and learn all about uh, the different crafts and the disciplines and the folks that bring these nightmares to life. And you get to take some photos in those and really get a in-depth tour and see all of those Easter eggs and how of our stories and narratives are connected to each other. And you know what? You may see a few surprises along the way, which is...
2: Obviously- <laughs> Like that?
3: Just like that. Okay, just like
2: that. (laughs) Got it, got it. Thank
3: you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm always excited about everything that Scary Farm comes to, to market with. And we have so many great experiences. The original IP that we play with here, the Into the Fog art show that's over in the factory store this year, over 50 pieces of art this year. And they're just spectacular. We've got upgrades and enhancements to our Carnival de Grotesque, a show at the Calico Mine stage. We've got a new magician at Conjurer's Dark Magic. There's, there's always new stuff to see here. And we're always up in the bar at Not Scary Farm because we are the granddaddy. Of all Halloween theme park experiences,
2: and can you tell me why it was important to involve local artists in, into the fog?
3: I think you know when I came to Not Scary Farm five years ago. In this, I'm a I'm an artist. That's what I used to do in my former life. I was a graphic artist and illustrator. So I have a special place in my heart for local artists, and I know that with 49 years of, a, of an attraction people are gonna have you know, their own interpretations of what Scary Farm means to them. So I wanted to open that up to these artists and tell us what it means through your art, what is not Scary Farm to you? And so are I'm blown away every year that we bring back that show and the level of talent that we get to put on display.
2: And do you see it expanding?
3: I do. I absolutely do. I, you know, I think we could easily fill a whole store as a gallery, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll get to do that someday.
4: My name is Carl Bush. I am the merchandise manager here at Knott's Berry Farm. You want to see the 49th year of Scary Farm merchandise. This is our, what we call our main event shirt. It has all the maces, all the scare zones, what you're going to see when you come there. This is the grimoire book. This is our new key Maze for this year so we really wanted to celebrate that so that will be what you see we always celebrate our new mazes and our retiring mazes with a pin which we did this year and then this year we have something very very special this is a obviously a tiki mug it's made by tiki farm the premier maker of tiki mugs for over a year we've been working on this and this is our first edition tiki mug it's limited to 2,000 pieces Forty-nine ninety-five. It will go on sale the first day of Scary Farm. It's going to be,
5: it will be sold out. I mean, it's people have been talking about it forever. Hi, my name is Wilf Seymour. I'm director of food and beverage here at Knott's Berry Farm. We try to come up with creepy things. And the chef, when he came up with the the um, calamari, it started out as a whole calamari on the stick. It kind of grossed people out and didn't think it would work in the park because. We like to have creepy foods, but kind of grossed out people. But yet, we still got the frog legs in there. So we had to try and figure out how to do it properly. So we did end up cutting up the the, um, calamari and just putting it on a stick like that. So it made it. But it was kind of one of those things like, oh, nobody will buy that until we just decided to go the the easy route. Not so creepy, but still delicious.
2: Tell me about one of the underrated dishes.
5: It's unusual to, to do a burger with... Uh, a spicy chorizo sauce, but then to put shrimp inside it is kind of like, where are you going with something like that? And you think it's not going to work, flavor-wise, shrimp, chorizo, burger, um, but when you taste them all together, it is delicious. So I think it's will be underrated but you find with our season pass holders it'll get out there that it's probably one of the best burgers they've had in the park and it'll be huge but it's starting out chorizo and shrimp but yeah that I think will be a huge hit
2: and um, can you talk about the timeline how long does it take to create something from start to finish
5: <laughs> this whole process did start a year ago when we finished off Scary Farm. Once Scary Farm is over, same with this, we're going to look at how everything went and what, what can we do to, to kind of up that scary, creepy, weird flavor and how do we bring it into next year's. So we'll come finish up here, we'll rate everything and we'll go, we'd like to try this out for next year, we'd like to do a little tweak on this um, try something different with the pizza and try a few things out. So over the next couple months, we will try a few of the dishes that we think might go again next year and build them towards the scary farm for next year in 2023. So a couple months after we're done with this, we'll try a few things out and we'll go, yeah, that's good. We're ready for next year. And then as we get closer to opening up, we'll bring a couple in extras in and try to change them up a little bit there and say, I was out and I tried this. Let's do it for a scary farm this year. So it is fun, um, and we're always playing around with bakery items here, and every time we do something, we go, that'll fit for Scary Farm. And this was started for Mary Farm last year. It didn't make the cut for Mary Farm, but it came in for Scary Farm. So throughout the year, we're always thinking of our events because food's really important part to the park, and we want to make sure we can bring things in, especially for our season pass holders, something different that they've not tried, and there are people that have all-season dining love being able to try new things so it's really great way to do it
0: today's episode was produced and edited by me philip hernandez with post-production by david swope and original music composed by chris thomas we're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts, videos, and events in our 61-day Haunt-a-thon. Follow along at the link in our show notes. Our haunt is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at HauntedAttractionNetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.